Queensland and welcome to Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jonna. As always, we pay respect to the traditional custodians of the land we're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation. Now on to the podcast. And today's guest who's joining us has represented Queensland at under 16 um, level, Queensland Schoolboys 2018, Australia Schoolboys and under 18s in 2019, the Australian under 20s and made his Queensland Reds debut um, against the Melbourne Rebels last year. He was also Queensland under 19s player of the year in 2019 and captain Australian schools and under-18s team in New Zealand, leading them to their first win in New Zealand since 2012. Welcome to Behind the Lights, Josh Fluke, and uh, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Mate, um, I guess we'll start with how's it been in the Queensland camp right now? Obviously, riding high, another great result on the weekend, and you were able to go over for a try yourself. So how's the, um, how's the atmosphere at the Reds at the moment? Yeah, all the boys are loving it. It definitely helps with getting some good results. So... It's very easy going into training at the moment, seeing the boys. It's really good fun, yeah. How is it also being, I guess, involved um, with a team with so many, obviously you've got a lot of talented youngsters up there at the moment, a lot coming through the Queensland system. Um, how has that been around, I guess, boys that you would have grown up with as well through, through the system as well? Yeah, it's definitely made it a lot easier. Obviously, the coaches are backing the youth in Queensland at the moment, so... Definitely made it a lot easier for me and a couple other boys coming through in the last couple of years to uh, come into the squad and have some familiar faces. Even if we didn't know them personally, we'd seen them playing. They were a couple of years ahead of us in school yeah. or playing club or like that. So it made it a lot easier for us younger boys. And the impact of Brad Thorne, um, obviously bringing a huge amount of experience to, su- to such a young team at the moment. How has his impact been on, on the team and also yourself um, in terms of your development? Yeah, he's huge. He just puts his best foot forward for us and he's always wanting the best for us. And I, he's really engaged the players over the last couple of years and we're, we're right behind him. So I guess for me, like running out on a Saturday night, his first message to me was just play your own game, play your own style. It's why you're here. And we'll back you 100%. So just do what you do. Great to have obviously his confidence in you and obviously the boys obviously showing in the results that you're having. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It obviously gives us a lot of confidence in what we do and we know that we're not going to get barked out if we do something wrong. He yep. just likes us to do what we do. That's awesome. Uh, it's great to see you getting some results. And as we said, you're quite young into your career as well and um, kind of taking a couple steps back, where would you say that original just love for the game and your big kind of influences to just kind of continue with the game, where did that kind of start from? And um, who are some of those big influences in your life kind of growing up, taking you to where you are now? Uh, well, I started playing rugby back when I was five years old or whatever. So I've had the love for the game for many years now. And I guess dad would probably be the biggest influence in that. He played footy when he grew up. So seeing that, I got my own little jersey from his old club, Ramwick. I still got that today. So seeing him have that love for the game definitely inspired me and influenced me into wanting to continue playing the game right throughout my career all the way up until now. That's awesome. Were there any, um, I guess, any former Reds rugby players that you looked up to, obviously, coming through the ranks as well. Obviously, um, the Reds had some success back in those, obviously, early 2010s and whatnot. Were there any Red players that really inspired you to, to obviously want to make that level? Yeah, definitely, especially back in that 2011, yep. 2012 era. Definitely like it. Quade Cooper, Will Genia, everyone looked up to them, especially being a back. But then also, like James O'Connor, when, when he was first starting out for the Wallabies and stuff, that's when I was really into my footy and still am now but that's who I looked up to so it's pretty cool 
that <laughs> 10 years down the line, I'm being able to play alongside him and yeah. get mentored by it. That's awesome. Um, so you attended the Nudgy College. Uh, obviously, you came through that system and then obviously uh, led them to the 2018 GPS Premiership. How did you find that system coming through there and obviously leading to success in 2018? How was that for you? Yeah, Nudgy's got a very good setup out there. It's very good. How they progress all the boys through both academic and sporting endeavours and what our goals are. So they set us, very, set us up very well for post-school life and gave us a good idea of what it's going to be like, especially sporting-wise, to the training and what it takes to get to that next level if you want to get there. In terms of, obviously, did that help you taking that step now? Obviously, you're, obviously your Reds career is quite young at the moment, but in terms of taking that step up to your Super Rugby system, do you find um, the way Nudgy nurtured you, did you find that helped taking that step for yourself? Yeah, hugely. The coaches out there do a very good job and all the staff that are involved in all the sports, really, the top level. So not for just rugby, but for all the sports they got out there, they just get the best out of us and know what they have to do. That's awesome. Yeah, you then went on to captain the Australia schools in the under-18s in New Zealand and actually led them to their first win in New Zealand since 2012. What was that experience like? I mean, I, I feel like just going into New Zealand and kind of playing them at the sport that they're so no, well-known for, what was that experience kind of like? Oh, it was an honour pulling on the green and gold jersey. It was a dream come true. It's what, what I've always wanted to do and hopefully I can do it again sometime soon. But um, it was just unbelievable. Like going over there, you can just see that rugby union's their sport. They live and breathe it. So to go over there and experience their, some of their culture and see it from their view and then being able to play against them at the same time was really good. I think it helped us boys that went over there and opened our eyes a bit more and kept our love of rugby over there. So it was really good. Did you notice any massive differences in terms of going over there and experiencing, I guess, New Zealand culture in regards to their rugby culture? Massive differences from New Zealand to, to what you experienced, I guess, here in Australia and obviously the development pathway that you came through? Uh, not hugely, but as like... So Australia's just like, we've got so many sports going yeah. on at the same time. So I guess New Zealand, their environment is just rugby, rugby, rugby. So that's, a, that's probably the biggest level they've got on us. So because we're having to compete with so many sports at the same time, it makes it a bit harder. We've got other teams snatching players from Union and stuff like that. So I think that's where New Zealand are lucky. They can, every, every kid that grows up there wants to become an All Black. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously after representing Australia in under-20s, um, so obviously went on to, to represent Australia at that under-20 level, you then made your Queensland Reds debut in the same year, so 2020. Now how was this experience? Obviously a little bit weird in a COVID year, so obviously a little bit different for you. How was that experience in terms of how COVID obviously was affected the season last year with no crowds, but obviously still a very proud moment for you to represent um, your state and, and, and as a young player um, in that Red system? Yeah, definitely. I've... Growing up, always wanting to wear this maroon jersey, so to pull it on was huge. I guess the COVID, COVID little bit last year was actually a blessing in disguise for me. It allowed me to put on eight or nine kilos, so yep. it got me to that weight where I was able to play Super Rugby. So I didn't, I didn't mind it too much, but um, yeah, it was good. I guess no crowds was a little bit weird, but by the end of the season, you had people in there, you had people cheering, and yeah, it, I couldn't really describe it. It was just so cool. What would you say then? Of course, there's you know differences in level, but what was the the biggest difference for you in taking that next step to 
to the super super rugby level what what's kind of the big thing that kind of stuck out to you the most uh definitely the physicality and speed of the game like it's just huge everyone's bigger bodies stronger quicker and then also just like the communication side so like you can't get away with not communicating at super rugby level you always got to be communicating that's how you set up your plays and you get the ball to where it has to go so you can get away with that a little bit through club landing in school but once you take that next step you just you have to have it otherwise you're not going to win having no crowds was that almost a blessing in disguise for you in terms of did it take almost a little bit of pressure off you in terms of making that debut for yourself or did uh, you the same amount no, of pressure no definitely the same amount of pressure i remember my first my first time i was on the bench i did get on that game but it was against the waratahs up in suncorp and we were like, you get there, get to Ballymore a couple of hours before the game and do some stuff. And I just like sat in the physio room with the two physios and just sat in the corner, didn't say a word. I was, <laughs> uh, I was very, very scared and nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of where were you when you received uh, your call up that you would be making your debut? Where were you when you received that? I guess good news for yourself. Uh, I think at Brookvale Oval down in Sydney. Oh, we were yeah. versing the Rebels, but because of COVID, they were out of Melbourne at the time. So Brookvale Oval, I think I got the last 10 or 15 minutes and then it ended up being a draw. So we went to super time. So I got yeah. another 10 after that. So yeah. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> um, and obviously, yeah. were, were your parents able to come down for that game or they obviously missed your debut at Brookvale? Or they were able to be there? Uh, no, that, uh, they flew into Newcastle and then drove from Newcastle into Brookvale. So it was pretty special having them there. They've, they've watched me develop throughout the whole year, yeah. uh, all my years. So it was a pretty cool thing. And that's awesome. That's exactly what you'd want on your debut, obviously. Proud moment, obviously, for you, but obviously for the wider family and obviously being there as your support. As you said, your dad was a big influence um, coming up through the ranks. So it must have been a proud moment for him as well. Yeah, definitely. I think he had a big smile on his face. So looking over and seeing that made me very happy. No, that's awesome. Exactly how you'd want it. Um, so I guess you signed a new four-year deal to stay at the Reds. Um, what's your ambitions in terms of the next? Um, obviously, ambition this year is to, to win. You've obviously, you want to win the, the Super Rugby Australia. Um, obviously, there is the chance that there will be that Trans-Tasman uh, little bubble opening up. So then in terms of the chance to go play some of the New Zealand teams. But obviously, for yourself, um, over the next sort of year, couple of years, what is, what is the ambition for yourself um, in terms of the, your Reds career and obviously looking further ahead at that possible Australian jersey, which would be the dream of, of any young rugby player? Yeah, definitely. I guess for the, for the rest of this year, there's a little under-20s Australian comp go, hopefully going to go ahead at the end of the year. So I want to be in around that, hopefully be able to wear that green and gold again. And then for the next couple of years, I just want to try and cement my place in that 23 in the Reds. Yep. It's a very, very good squad, very good backline I got there at the moment. So if I'm able to cement a spot there, I'll, I'll be pretty pleased. And then hopefully, eventually, one day the goal is to pull on that yeah. full-on green and gold jersey and be able to run out and represent the country. Well, you're certainly in the right environment in terms of, it seems like, in terms of being able to encourage, as you said before, Thorny, encouraging your skills and obviously um, letting you guys flourish in terms of the skill set that you can bring i guess that can only be a positive moving forward yeah definitely it definitely lets me work on my skills and keep doing what i'm like to do and then getting my skills that i know i'm good at or better at to a world class level and then keeping improving me others to get closer to where they need to be as well 
I guess talking um, of your Queensland Reds, we did touch on it before. Um, 89% of the current 37-man rosters come through the Queensland system um, in some way. Do you think this is a testament to the way Queensland rugby is set up and the pathways that are set up in Queensland for young rugby players and encouraging um, players to, to work through that system and obviously eventually get to that Reds level? Yeah, definitely. I know now going out to doing that Reds to regions that no matter where you are in Queensland, there's always a pathway into the Reds or into your regional rep team where you can be seen. So no matter where you are, there's always people looking at you. So you just got to put your best foot forward. Would you say that there's any areas for essentially that pathway to improve to just give people a little bit more opportunity as well? Uh, no, not necessarily. I think they're doing a really good job at the moment. I think it's just um, at some people just think that because they're out in regional areas, just they're not getting seen, but they just got to know that no matter where they are, there's always people watching. So just do what you do best and people are going to see you. So you do think, obviously, especially, I guess, talking Queensland at the moment, there is enough. Um, there is enough being done in terms of, I guess, getting as wide a catchment as you can in terms of um, seeing as much talent as you can. Obviously, being in Queensland too, you've got obviously rugby league and, and AFL. Obviously, rugby league being a bigger sport and, and obviously AFL around, so you do have a lot of um, a talent being fought for. Do you think rugby is doing enough to to be able to capitalise on on the talent they need? Yeah, well, it's just a competition, really. So it's where people grow up. It's just going to be a battle constantly. So if we can get, hopefully, Reds regions will continue over the next couple of years, which rugby league isn't doing. So if we can get out, get in the face of these younger kids, hopefully we'll be able to convert some of them across from rugby league to rugby union or AFL to rugby union. Um, yeah. So and obviously success helps as well. If you if the Reds are doing well, that obviously hopefully encourage people to come and watch you guys and, and obviously get those juniors into the rugby system. Yeah, definitely. Success always helps. Yeah, yeah. It's always a big influence. So I think we had twenty thousand people to the game right to uh, against the Brumbies, which is the biggest we've had in a very long time. So hopefully we can go up again for the home grand final and be able to get the biscuits there so that we can make Queensland happy. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess, you know, you kind of touched on it before as well in terms of like the crowds and, and drawing in the crowds. Um, and it was great to see some, some big crowds um, coming back out. But what would you say are the biggest things to continue to draw those crowds and, and continue to build, um, especially, as we said, with the competition of different sports out there? What's something that, that the Reds need to do to continue to keep building that fan base and bring crowds in and for rugby in general? Definitely just that connection. Connection with the public is huge. So... We can get out on our bye week or days off and stuff and just in, connect with the schools or just other community. It's going to play a huge factor in getting people to stay in the sport or bringing people to the sport. Um, you did touch on it before. We touched on it. Obviously, COVID, um, still, it is still an ongoing thing. Obviously, in Australia, we actually are. At least we've got crowds back into, into games, which is great to see. As an athlete and as a young athlete, how did you... Obviously, you did say you put on about eight or nine kilos, which has been a, which has been a positive for your game. But your overall, how did you find COVID? And obviously, from a, even a mental point of view, did, were there any times where you were struggling in terms of um, just being able to work through it? And how did you find the Reds' support system for their players in terms of working through COVID, and especially from that mental point of view? Yeah, definitely. So COVID was a very hard time because we used to playing game of rugby every Saturday or Friday. So to not have that and that... I guess Friday, Saturday, it kind of counts as a day off because you're doing what you love. You get to go out there and actually play rather than running lines on a field back yeah. and forth. So, 
it definitely took an impact into all of us. But I guess the Reds did a really good job in um, we had Zoom calls frequently where we'd just get in, muck around, be able to talk with the boys or we'd, we'd have challenges each week. So there'd be a juggling challenge, a handstand challenge. So we just made it a bit of fun. So everyone was able to have a laugh and just get around each other still. So, and, and obviously you found, so in terms of what the Reds had in terms of the structure around you guys and obviously the wider team, um, you found that to be sufficient and obviously um, they helped people get through that, obviously that tough time. Yeah, definitely. They were, they were very good to us. So couldn't, couldn't complain whatsoever. They were very good to us. We're always there if they, we needed to talk. But yeah, it was very good. Do you have any standout moments, whether it was a fun game or anything like that, that kind of um, stands out in your mind when looking back at that experience with your teammates? Uh, I de- there was definitely one. Uh, it was a handstand challenge. And I know there was uproar about it because <laughs> someone dropped it like half a second before someone else and that team got the point. So yeah. it was definitely the handstand challenge. There was a bit of uproar in it. But that's footy. We're all very competitive. So really, really good. Been great to see some of the big boys get up with that <laughs> handstand challenge. Some yeah. of the pops would have enjoyed that. Yeah, well, surprisingly, there was a couple, a couple of the big boys did very well. Better than me, I was. I fell straight onto my backside straight away, pretty much. Oh, that's great. Um, obviously, we touched on obviously your long term ambition is to is to one day represent the Wallabies and the Green and Gold. In terms of rugby on a national level, it has faced some challenges um, in terms of there has been obviously huge uh, changes at the senior level in terms of um, administration um, and obviously rugby overall struggling with crowds and whatnot. In terms of the way rugby nationally does it and, and sort of, as you said, connects to communities, do you think it does enough or do you think there's a lot more we can do um, or it can do as a game to connect, um, I guess, even to our First Nations people and obviously those wider um, communities that aren't um, in the mainstream system, is there much more rugby can do to, to really connect and draw on those talents as well? Yeah, definitely. There's always room for improvement. No one's ever perfect. No franchise is ever perfect. So there's definitely where areas in where we can improve, but I'm sure we're working through that and there's, there'll be new, new things that come out every year in order for us to get better connections with the other communities. Absolutely. Um, and in terms of obviously advice from yourself to, to, I guess, young aspiring rugby players, what would be one piece of advice you'd, you'd give to those young players looking to obviously one day represent where you are right now with their super rugby team and then obviously hopefully a green and gold jersey? What is, what is one piece of advice you'd give those youngsters? Uh, just have fun with it. Rugby's a game that everyone plays with fun. You wouldn't do it if you weren't having fun. So no matter what you're doing, just create a little game out of it or make it competitive with your mates and just enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, you're not doing the right thing. Absolutely. That's, that's a, definitely a good piece of advice, Josh. Um, as always, we actually end with five quick questions for our guests. Um, they're going to be rugby-based. So yep. all we need is a yes or no answer from you or just a little concise um, answer. Um, yep. Are you happy to do it, Josh? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right. So number one, who is, I guess, who was your biggest influence in terms of a rugby player um, doesn't have to be from Australia. Growing up um, as a young kid, who was the one number one player? You did mention a couple before, but who was the number one player that you looked up to um, as a young rugby player and would love love to uh, be like? Uh, definitely James O'Connor. He was he was my he was my idol. He's especially going to Nudgy, so we got to see a lot of him. So yeah, definitely James O'Connor. Was he now great to be playing with him as well? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pretty cool. Pretty cool thing to have. Um, will the Reds win? the Super Rugby Grand Final this year? I think I know the answer to this one. 
Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Do you think you'll play the Brumbies in the final? Do you think that will be who your most likely opponent will be? Yeah, I think so. They're a very good side and it's definitely shown in the last two matches that we've had against them. There's not much between us, so I would assume that it would be the Brumbies, yeah. Brumbies, yeah. No, they have definitely been the uh, standout team um, from last year. Would you love to uh, play one of the New Zealand teams? Obviously, this trans-Tasman bubble opens up. Would you love to face that challenge um, this year as well? Obviously, there's talk of, of that opening up. Would you love to go over there and face some of the best teams from New Zealand as well? Yeah, definitely. That's, a, that's the next step for not only myself, but the Reds and the, all the other Australian franchises. So that'd be really nice, yeah. In terms of your game individually, Josh, what is, I guess, the number one thing you'd love to improve, obviously, over the next year? Obviously, talking about your short-term goals. What, what's one of the number one things you'd love to improve in your game and obviously take it to that next level for yourself? Uh, definitely at my kicking in play. Definitely. I think if I can bring that up a bit and be able to kick, especially with my left foot, that'd be really handy utility I could have. Um, and will, will Josh Fluke, will we see Josh Fluke at the next World Cup for Australia? Is that an ambition? Could we say it, Josh? I hope so, yes. That's a goal. <laughs> no, we hope so, mate. And obviously, if you continue, obviously, keep up the great work that you've been doing. You've had a great year so far. Um, and obviously, yourself and the Reds, um, we hope to see you guys can finish off the year with a, with a win and obviously a grand final. A great home grand final win would be, uh, would be great for the people of Queensland. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Um, well, Josh, we really thank you for joining us here on Behind the Lights. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And obviously, um, talking about your young experience so far. We really hope you go all the way and um, we'll keep obviously watching your progress. So good luck with the future, Josh, and obviously good luck with the rest of this year. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Not a problem at all, Josh.